You are now entering Nowhere, California. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to us on your favorite podcast sites like iTunes by searching Nowhere, California. A reminder, Nowhere, California podcast is our old feed, so please subscribe to Nowhere, California, our new feed. Also, you can get your Nowhere, California fix online by going to our official website, NowhereCalifornia.com and emailing us at nowhere underscore california at yahoo.com ideas from everywhere voices from nowhere since 2011 hey this is nick and it's josh and welcome to nowhere california i'm not going to say a number because the last time we did that it screwed us over Yeah, <laughs> the real 114. And then the episode after that, no one is talking about my dad and everything. I still went with the the other 114. It was either going to be the other 114 or the cat's cradle. Yeah, what? Oh, there you go. Yeah, this is the 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 cat's in the cradle, the cat Stevens episode. No, no, it was going to be the, the cat's cradle and other yo-yos. <laughs> was that the title of the eulogy? Yeah, that, that was the title for the usually I threw out, but my family rejected it. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. It, it, I think it was too on the nose when it came to my family. <laughs> <laughs> Yo-yos, best way to describe Josh's family yeah. and most of our families. Yeah, especially when it comes to that subject of death. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. anyways, um, where do we want to? There's so much in this episode, um, I, and we're sitting kind of instantly, just kind of like peewee. God, don't. Okay, okay, okay. Kind of bury the it's lead coming somewhere. up. It, it's coming up. It's coming up. Because, oh um, my god, we got a structure here. You, you guys are the ones that are always like, oh, we got to get structure going. We got to get uh, segments and all that crap. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. So we're uh, we're gonna try a format here where we, uh, oh fuck it, we'll just bury- go into what we do and, and see if it pans out. But there's Pee Wee coming. <laughs> Didn't that happen back in the eighties? <laughs> I got something to say on that one too. <laughs> Oh, there's some troll. There's some trolls online when the announcement happened. Really? Okay, I had to bury their asses. Well, we have a uh, a big announcement coming up, and and when Josh sent it to me the other night, I lost my marbles. Yeah, and of course he, he had his doubts towards me because of the past lies. <sighs> you son of a bitch! That Mike Tyson thing. Oh, yeah. you have no no idea how excited. Okay, I got. who would you rather spar with, Tyson or Pee Wee? <laughs> Tyson, <laughs> yeah. it's the world champ, dude. He oh oh. Anyways, uh, so, we're, we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not we're saying, saying we have to bury the lead and we're not burying it. <laughs> That's right. We'll uh, we'll, we'll tell we're, you we're more about that. We're kicking some sand on so it. So we'll, we'll we'll go from one exciting moment to another extremely exciting moment. Uh, we got our trailer for the Star Wars Last Star Jedi. Wars Last Jedi. It's the final trailer before the December fifth oh, release. There's gonna be the uh, the TV spots and everything like that. Yeah, but I mean, but the, but the final like full blown trailer where you're just in there going, oh my god, right? And I can only get so erect. It's if you haven't seen it yet, one, uh, you know, come in from wherever you're at out on the ocean. Why are you listening to this? Yeah, <laughs> you know, come come on, wherever you may be. Uh, I'm assuming that even people in space have seen it at this point, ISS, you know, and, uh, whatnot. But uh, holy crap, it, it's just as cryptic as every other one's been. Uh, a lot of misdirection and oh, yeah. uh, things Especially like that. Especially that last it part of the trailer. to a lot of stuff, but you don't, you know, really know. And it Like one big thing uh, where everybody was seeing like, uh, Luke is going to go to the dark side. Luke is going to go to the dark side. I don't think he is. No, but it did seem like he was terrified this time. Well, after what happened with Kylo. Right. <laughs> uh, it, see, but we still don't even know if it's Kylo that... For all we know, it could be Snoke. That is very true. It could be Snoke that has that kind of power. Because look at, at the way... I mean, there's a moment in the trailer where you clearly see Snoke in the background. And... Um, we actually get yeah, to see Snoke you get in to human. See Snoke. Well, yeah, yeah, you, you he basically was born. get to see him... In person. Well, he's suspending Ray. 
Yeah. And she's bent over backwards, just kind of like, you know, in midair, like she's being wrenched backwards and excruciating pain. And um, much like Kylo Ren in stopping the force bolts and stopping people in, you know, and just in tracks and, and holding one them scene in place. In yeah, force like Awakens with uh, Ray when he stopped exactly. her and froze her. Exactly. So, I mean, there's there's speculation that that he learned that from Snoke and that the person that Luke is referring to with the immense amount of power is actually Snoke. Snoke. Which can be true because right. we don't know exactly what went down ex- during that whole Jedi training camp that Luke was trying to do. Right. But we also don't know if that's, you know, if he's speaking to Rey about her power or what, you know, there's speculation on who's being spoken to. There's talks of Kylo Ren being redeemed, which I think will happen. But also, too, it could be at the expense of another parent. Well, I mean, look, if we're being logical about things, the only thing they can really do with Princess Leia is kill her off. No. Why not? I, okay. Yeah, I, I said this in the past. <laughs> they don't have to kill her off. Why don't they? <laughs> they can keep her alive. Like how? Have her like Paul Walker and. Uh... Yeah. Okay. Well, every her all of her stuff was filmed already for this. Right. One. If let's say the script called for her not to be killed, uh-huh. have her finish out this movie, do a little rewrite on the next one, okay. where she's doing like some diplomatic stuff, going back to the Senate, going back to the regal stuff, the royalty stuff, where she's just not there make Luke more of the prominent legacy character. Okay. And then, of course, they're going to do more Star Wars after this. It's a given. It's a billion-dollar industry. Sure. Disney would be stupid not to go, let's get 11, 12, and 13 and figure it out. <laughs> and during that gap, mm-hmm. kill her off. Here's why. I'm have, gonna... have a peaceful death or have some kind of a death mm. where when 11 comes around, the announcement <laughs> is that Leia has passed. Under either mysterious circumstances or just peacefully. If mysterious circumstances, Luke has to step up to some kind of diplomatic role or something where he does not want it. But being the legacy, he has to step in. But then they find out that something mysterious happened with her death where he has to pick up a lightsaber again and go out. Okay. Of course, um, if Mark is up for that. Are you ready for me to shoot dead full of holes? Yeah, shut the fuck up. I'm sorry. It, it's, this is... It's not necessarily... and And... I'm hoping Doug will agree with me on this. We'll we'll touch base with him here yeah. and, and one of our mods. But uh, Princess Leia has been a forefront fighter oh, yeah. from the start. Oh, yeah. From her youth with Bail Organa. Um, the, she's never shied away from responsibility. As a matter of fact, she wasn't with the Senate when the First Order attacked the planets and things like that. Well, that's suspending some disbelief, some stuff you got to forget. Okay. But we're not going to forget that because Leia is, especially with the push of, of how she is with the, uh, you know, the, the girls and, and the strong female characters and yeah. stuff like that. She's at the forefront of everything. She's well, leading. She's I'm general. not disqualifying that. I know, but she's general. <laughs> I'm just kind of going to the fact like, don't you don't have to kill her off yet. <laughs> she's general Organa again. Yeah. And general so has to go do some diplomatic stuff too. That's absolutely true. But she's not the kind of person, unless they... And, and how are you going to write something in that's going to demand so much of her that we never see her again? She Leia, could have gone out for some milk. Leia, <laughs> some blue milk. Leia Where's is, Leia? She, she went to the market. She <laughs> is a forefront fighter. I know. And that's why the only sensible thing to do... Well, is kill her. Is <laughs> to kill her in, in this sequence, because... <clears throat> 
it's I mean it may have been scripted that way in the first place well yeah that's but that's if it exactly wasn't, it. if it wasn't then the only smart thing to do at that point would be to give her a warrior's death oh because yeah because that's that's the way she's going to well, this yeah, passion will go I'm, I'm, I'm for my thing I'm not even trying to take away from the Star Wars right. legacy and everything I'm just it's kind of that whole thing of when anybody dies even on TV shows or something like that mm-hmm. they die in real life everybody has to go oh okay we gotta kill them off like you don't have to do I know, that quickly. But the, the thing is, is with with this, they've already said that they're not going to do the CGI. Yeah, yeah. Like bounce back of her. So just sending her off into somewhere where we don't hear from her again, especially after everything oh. concludes and there's peace once again. Don't, don't forget, I did say kill her off during the <laughs> the gap of time. God, just attacking one of your beloved characters here. You're yeah. so upset, um, man. You're poking glory holes in this stuff. Well, you know, and Snoke, pleasure Snoke's going to stick his weird wiener right through it, I think. God, uh, I, how ripped up that dude I'm is. just going to throw this out here. I think we're going to see the hesitation of Kylo again. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Which is going to lead towards either his ejection and, uh, you know, from, from Snoke's order and possibly his path to redemption again. Uh, because one thing will be brought evidently clear by Luke that... Vader's strongest moment was when he turned from the path of the dark side, which nobody had ever done before. Yeah. And returned to the light. Yeah. Or you found know. that gray. Right. That immortal gray everybody's been talking right. about. Right. So. Which I'm, I'm putting in right now, Ray will have that balance. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Everybody's but, talking um, about Luke would be the one. It's like, no. She's going to be the the one to bring the true balance to the force. But we're going to have to find out why she was hidden in the first place because she's going to be a powerful because child. Because she's Obi Wan. I think kid. I, I there's a lot of people arguing that. Um, and those people will be. And wrong. I'm, I'm going to go on record too and say that uh, my buddy gave a really compelling argument, which he had read somewhere else, that Snoke is actually Ezra from Rebels, yeah. and that the Knights of Ren aren't the Knights of R E N, but the Knights of W R E N, which would be Sabine Ren, the person that he really cares for and and you know on the show and that's so, so cool <laughs> yeah so i was like oh that's good stuff well, that's right the there. thing like and <laughs> remember how like sith lords are known as darth something yeah right <clears throat> and that kylo ren darth ren that his, doesn't work yeah see, it, it, so it's kylo ren yeah he takes on a new name but it's you know yeah darth ren seems like it'd be a little chihuahua with a helmet right. on it's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what it sounds like but nonetheless um I mean, super exciting things. Right? Oh yeah, we look, well, and and here's here's another thing that I'm going to throw out there that kind of gives the Princess Leia. Can you leave my crap alone for a minute? I, yeah, <laughs> it's just because it was in the trailer and it's something that crossed my mind. So we're going to have to cross this bridge. I'll hold. Uh, you want to hold my hand? Yes, please. All right, we'll talk this through. Okay. I said my hand, not my crotch. I can't help it, man. It's, <laughs> it's like a baby's arm. All right, it looks like it's holding an apple. It's it's big, folks. Anyway, and it's single. That's because it's like the Hulk. Nobody can tame it. Uh, look at this. He didn't pay. <laughs> send all proceeds, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, all right. Uh, remember, Poe Dameron yeah. makes it. He's, he's, rallying. Be in more well, in this he's movie. rallying people. Yeah. And you that that's just screams he had to take leadership reins. That is very true. So... You know, if, uh, if her command ship goes down and they're truly, you know, and this is a truly an Empire Strikes Back type film and they're following that path, Poe's then, be the man. you know, their their home base, their their mobile base of operations gets crushed or destroyed with Leia on board. And is he going to have to have the weird hair like Leia? Uh, I hope not. Yeah, I hope not. But he would look cute in buns. Yeah. Um, 
So you got Poe, you know, that that looks like he's leading the charge. There's also a new interesting X-wing, which I'm just a big nerd. So well, <clears throat> that's another thing I would I wanted to mention and ask you about is the freaking like gorilla at 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 the beginning. It lo- okay, so if because you, it looks if, like you look at them look closer. They... If you look closer, yeah, it almost looks like they're walking on knuckles, right? Yeah, doing <clears throat> the gorilla thing. Yeah. Uh, here's another aspect too. It could be hooves, like a, a hoof type thing that spread, so almost Clydesdale. Yeah, that that keeps it. Um, Keeps it better in balance. But if you yeah. look down the line, if you pause that picture, you look down the line, you see the traditional yeah. footing. So I don't know what that's for. Maybe they're just the dominator ones. <laughs> Think about this, okay? If, if it is like a knuckle type thing, right? Then that means the fingers are folded back. Yeah. That could mean for a, an assault on a wall in which those come up and anchor against the wall. And pull down. And no, it gives them a bridge oh, wow, yeah. to run across. Damn yeah, I'm, it's it's such a good time. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's, like, I'm sure I'm sure Doug's gonna have some amazing stuff to yeah. talk about. And, uh, We're both diehard Star yeah. Wars fans. I'm not so, as diehard, but just uh, with the new movies and everything, just kind of re- reliving my right. nerdum again. God, it's awesome. And then there's, especially the there's a quick moment of Finn and Phasma's battle. Yes, that okay, looks now, like it's gonna now be the that's show going stealer. to be that's going to be an interesting thing because somebody had said it looked like he was leading troops. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I think it was Kylo in the beginning that's leading the troops. Um, and there's talk that Finn might return to the well, First Order. Well, there, there, on Force Friday, I did pick up the Funko of Finn in the First Order gear. Right. Yeah. So here's I'm going to throw two possibilities out there for that, and then we'll move on. One is either, um, remember they were saying that he was going to be, they needed to bring him in for reconditioning? Yeah. Okay, so maybe he was maybe captured get him. and reconditioned. And... You know, but he still has this deep-seated thing for Phasma. So they're kind of like, if you defeat her, you lead the new order or the first order. Yeah. Or there was also a hint at going with a clone army. So it's a possibility that you know they they took him because of his leadership skills and just use his DNA and clone a new Finn. That'd be interesting. It's possible. I mean, there's, well, there's he a did lot really, of he, aspects. He worked sanitation though, so there's no real leadership in sanitation. Well, but he was also on the assault force that went out, you know, so it, yeah. it's not like they're limited to cleaning toilets, you know, yeah. <laughs> or cleaning up, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah, but there's a lot, a lot of stuff we could dive into this right. with. Uh, we got about a month or so to go. There's a lot of speculation. I'm sure people are going to talk a whole lot like they are now. Doug's going to talk about it here in just a little yeah. bit. But, um, you and know, then, then there's the whole, probably a whole other episode talking about the porgs. Right. No, wait, <laughs> you mean the. The brand new money making machine. Yeah, yeah, for kids. Um, they don't seem too annoying yet. Not yet. We don't know what yeah. they do. You know, we're not entirely sure what they do. But um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens if Ray's training. Who's with Chewie on the Falcon? Yeah. Um, you know, or is Chewie pilotless? You know, besides himself. That'd be so sad. It would be. Yeah, you'd have to have that Mona him sitting there going. Huh. You know, um, but it- nonetheless, it's it's. Coming out on December 5th. Tickets are on sale now. Yep. Um, right now as it stands, Wonder Woman and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy are my two favorite movies of the year. Absolutely. It's probably going to drastically change in December. <laughs> well, November, December, because we have uh, Justice League coming. We still have Thor Ragnarok. Yes. We, I mean, there's a lot that's that's going to be brooding on the – and kind of a foreboding yeah. tale for the future of a few franchises. It's not really going to hinge anything with Thor Ragnarok, but I think we're going to get some interesting – looks at stuff yeah. uh, as far as you know um, the the Marvel future is concerned 
It does hinge a lot of things with Justice League. Yeah, and, and the to trailer let it, with that looks amazing. To let everybody know, I have lent Nick Wonder Woman now. I'll be watching it tonight. So we will be having a very important Batgate yes. episode come up because we got so much crap to catch up on. In well, world. we certainly do, and we are in agreement on one thing. We do think that Aquaman is going to oh, steal that damn show. Oh God! The coolest representation of Aquaman that's ever happened. Oh yeah, and, and it's uh, all at the praise and feet and everything of freaking Momoa. Right, right, yeah. and I think you know he he does it justice and. Sorry, no pun intended. Honestly, no, <laughs> no pun intended. No, you know what? No, don't take that back. You, pun All right, in, pun, oh, in, pun intended. Pun intended. Um, Own that no, pun. Yeah, he, he <laughs> looks pretty amazing. But uh, you know, we'll we'll see. Everything's going to culminate to a head with uh, you know the the Last Jedi hitting theaters on December fifth, and uh, with that, God, I, I want to jump right into what we that we alluded to at the beginning, but we we want to kind of flow with this a little bit better. I feel like we need to lead our listeners. On down, a journey. <laughs> down the path of, 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 huh? Yeah. You know, and the, and the, and the what? Yeah. And more importantly, the, what the fuck? Since that is a staple and cornerstone of Nowhere, California. And it will be until we get a cease and desist letter from Mark Merritt. Yes. <laughs> but Josh came to us, came to me with a fantastic what the fuck moment. And, um, I, I can't even begin. I'm just going to turn it over to yeah. you. It's, um, it's one of my favorite things I think I've heard. Of like, wait, what? Yeah, it's a weird one. Yeah. Too. It's, um, it throws back to the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cartoon series. Right. And jumps to today's modern uh, TV juggernaut known as uh, Big Bang Theory. And also... Yeah, Two and a Half Men. Two and a Half Men, Mom. Yeah, huge uh, battle between... The creator between, of that, Chuck yeah, Lorre. The, the huge battle between the uh, creator, Chuck Lorre, and... Uh, battle between the creators because... Chuck Lorre has a past with the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon. Right. He wrote and sung, keyword sung, the intro to the Teenage Mutant Ninja the Turtles cartoon classic series. classic Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant. Yes. That's Chuck Lorre. Ralph's a rude dude. Yes. The, and Michelangelo is a party dude. That was sung by Chuck Lorre. The dude who gave us Big Bang Theory, Two and a Half Men, had his famous feud with Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Uh, he was very a, publicly. The he, whole reason Tiger's blood is yeah. even out there in the world. Um, he was a session musician. He was a musician in general, but then he started doing right. some side work and everything, and he came across this job. And at first, the producers of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles they were going to get a bigger name and they're going to have this right. big blown out song and everything. So they just had Chuck Lorre and his friend do this song as a filler. Like with most stuff, when uh, music is put in, sometimes they just have filler music until they can get the legit music right. in there. Right. And this was the case with this one. Unfortunately, the original main plan fell through and they stuck to Chuck Lorre's song. And there it went down in history, kids. That's exactly it. And uh, Turtles became this huge phenomenon. Right. Arcade games videos blah 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 blah, but that also falls through to chuck Lorre's first i guess uh god what the hell is hollywood going to do to me now moment of them calling chuck Lorre and his friend into the, the offices and everything and they have their lawyer set and since chuck Lorre and his friend are not really big people and everything they didn't know to bring lawyers or have lawyers and the producer sat him down and told him you are not getting any extra money for the video games, the videos, or anything like that. You're just getting what you got. And they're just kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, they should have called him in. See, but that's, I mean, come on, man. The the history of Hollywood screwing an artist goes back. Um, 
do we need to change that with the recent uh, oh, revelations right. of Weinstein? Harvey Weinstein. Um, uh, metaphorical well, screwing. We can just say that the the Weinsteining of somebody yeah. has. Been, I'm surprised <laughs> that's not an adjective now. Has been Good probably Lord. has, but we just don't know because we're not in the loops. But, but I think that's an episode coming for us. Oh, I'm sure it is. Um, it's such a freaking... Yeah, if you didn't know, Harvey Weinstein got a little grabby-feely with people, and it came out publicly, and he got kicked out of his own company. Well, it, it, How much it, you want to bet they changed the title of the company? Well, they can just drop the wine. Like, the logo of the company is TWC. Right. And, you and just call it, it, the, yeah. it just can be called TWC. But also, Bob is still running. Oh, okay, okay. And I honestly, I think... To get, do our usual off the beaten path thing is I think when Harvey went on his indefinite leave before he got fired, uh-huh. Bob came in, realized exactly what was going down, went to the board like, "You have my blessing, fire his ass." Right. I know he's my brother, but fuck him. Yeah, well, I mean, if he's going to put everybody else's ass on the line, then you know you have to understand people are going to be like, "Hey, um, you're not fucking with my money, sir." Yeah. Bye. And like I said, this is going to be a more of a yeah. larger thing because we have talked in the past about doing an episode, can the art come before the artist? Yes, and that's, yes. And, and this that's... is definitely one of those, especially just there seems to be this black cloud looming over just life in general when it comes to this type of stuff. Yeah. And fuck these guys. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's like really, honestly, fuck them. But at the same time, it's it's, you know, it's one of those things that if they create something that's amazing... Yeah. And that's beloved. Do we pan that indefinitely because of who they were? Yeah. And and I mean if that's the case then we have to turn our backs on, on a lot of stuff. Quentin Tarantino, Kevin Smith, uh Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. Uh, you know, shit, De Niro had a lot to, you know, to, to help out with in, in Well, even and like, like broadening the the conversation to our love for wrestling, Chris Benoit. Right. Football, OJ. Um, yeah, Michael Jackson. Let's let's delve. I mean, and people can argue with me on this one all you want. I'm not trying to make this a political thing, but honestly, if we're looking at historical, we could go all the way back to, uh, you know, Thomas Jefferson. Oh yeah, and, yeah. So I think I think um, Nowhere California's serious pants are going to be coming out of the closet soon. Yeah, we might have to put on our big boy pants and, and say, hey, you know what? Delve middle, into this. Put a middle finger out there to uh, you know people who want to get offended by things and say, hey, look, we're going to bring you our own reflection on this. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Anyways. But, you know, um, to to jump back into that, it's so the next time you're watching Big Bang Theory, and you see Chuck Lorre's name come across there, who's now a multi-millionaire. Yeah. Uh, just think, he started off with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant. But I'm gonna Ninja throw out one, another quick uh, what the fuck okay. for you that I never. I don't think I told you about this okay. one. I may have. It deals with the Walking Dead ride at Universal. Okay. Yeah. Um, like that Chuck Lorre information I learned from listening to an episode mm-hmm. of Nerdist with Chuck Lorre and Maya Bialik. Amazing interview. Both of them brilliant people. And then there was another episode I listened to with Robert Kirkman. Okay. Him and Hardwick were talking about the universal walkthrough ride, the sure. year-round one. Yeah. And um, Hardwick said that he wanted to go to AMC and suggest at the end of the Walking Dead walkthrough, there should be a little like photo op set for Talking Dead. Like you get done with your experience in The Walking Dead, oh, and you you exit through The Talking Dead. Like have a, maybe have a cardboard cutout of Chris Hardwick there. And yeah, where you're like talking to him, sit him on, can, sit on the couch, and, and they could have random moments where they're like, he's actually, or you're actually, you know, you walk in and you're like, D-. and Hardwick's sitting there going like, let's talk about what you did. <laughs> who was it? 
who was it that pulled? I think it was it was uh, um, oh, who the hell pulled the skit at the Oscars where they had the tour. It was probably Ellen, I think. No, it was the guy. It might have been Ellen. It was the guided tour through, and then they brought all these people through, and they were supposed to be seeing the Kodak Theater, and they walked them in, and it was the Oscars. Oh, yeah. No, I think it was an Ellen one. I what? think it was an Ellen year, or maybe it was McFarlane. I know it was a very recent one. Okay, so maybe it was. Uh... Yeah, who cares? Mm. It was more the reactions of people going out yeah. on that stage, going so that kind of thing. You know, maybe maybe fuck? you walk out there and you're like, "Hey, look! Oh, holy and, uh, crap! Yeah. I'm on the Talking Dead." Hardwick's in there going like, hi. Yeah, that would be hilarious. <laughs> but that that one was a quick one. But when he said that, I was like, oh, that'd be brilliant. Because I'm a little mixed on that walkthrough ride. I'm not, it's not like it scares me right. or anything. But it's just one of those really typical haunted house type situations where it's like, ooh. Well, you know, it, it, it stemmed initially. And, and I'll just leave this out here and then we'll move on. Yeah, because we, 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 we got big dealings. We got uh, big talking. We're, we're itching to talk about something here. Okay, so it stemmed from a like a flea from the walking dead or run from the walking yeah. dead sort of thing uh, that happened at San Diego comic-con. Uh, they basically what they do is they shut down part of the concourse in the upper deck of uh, Petco park. Yeah. Where the Padres play. And um, they put an obstacle course that you run through and um, you know, to try to flee these zombies and stuff like that. Well, it became a big competitive type thing and it, and it kind of blew up and they do yeah. it every single year now. And they have people that volunteer to be done up like zombies and whatnot. That'd be cool. And, um, or walkers, I should say. And, we don't uh, say the Z word. Right, that's right. We don't use the Z word in the Kirkman realm. So anyway, they, they have that and it just kind of progressed into, hey, why not do this, you know, at the, the, uh, Halloween event at Universal Studios? Uh, why not make this a permanent type thing where people can experience it all the time? So that's kind of its origins in that. So it's cool. Yeah. yeah it's interesting. But anyway, enough about that shit. Let's yeah. move on to, Stanley's Los Angeles Comic Con. We are in our. This is going to be our third year. Yes, third year be. in a row. Yes, third year in a row. And uh, because you. unfortunately, Days of the Dead will not be returning to the West Coast anytime soon. Right. I will officially say it now that LA Comic Con is our home con. It is, yeah. and I will say thank you very much to uh, anybody who might be dumb enough from this LA Comic Con let us in planning, uh, you know, committee to listen to our podcast or let us in. We thank you so much for the opportunity. Yeah, thank you. Um, but uh, this year, October 27th through the 29th, uh, at the L.A. Convention Center, we have the return of L.A. Well, <laughs> I started to say Stanley's Kamikaze was what I was going to well, say. Well, I think people still say it. I think so, too. I, I always like that title better. But it's a cool title. Nonetheless, uh, we I think we talked Stanley's about the name thing last year, too. Comic-Con. Right. Almost exponentially each year it grows. Um, and This as, year, well, like last year, you saw it in one hall. The, our first year, it was a two-hall situation. Right. This year, they're going back to two halls. Are they? Okay. Yeah. Well, see, now, uh, Ontario's uh, Comic-Con Revolution yeah. has now extended to, uh, I believe, a weekend. Right? They're going for a weekend, and they're going to be and in both halls. Yeah, for... both halls, because last year was a little weird, because it was uh, like a Spanish tele-evangelical sort of yeah. something that was going With, on there. With uh, zombies <laughs> roaming around. <laughs> it was really odd, but... Uh, but our home, our home base for the last three years has been Stanley's uh, LA Comic Con, and boy, did they stack the deck this oh, year with God, their guest yes. appearances. Of uh, course, of course, we're getting Stan the Man. Yes, even in in the light of losing his his beautiful and lovely wife. Uh, of what was it sixty sixty something years sixty something years. Uh, even in the face of all that, he just kept right on rolling. Yeah. And like he wanted to get right back into work and, and doing things like that. And uh, so Stan the Man will be there, uh, as will Butch Hartman. 
creator um, of uh, the Fairly Odd Parents and yes. multiple cartoons. I do. I, can, well, I think I do want to talk to them. There's a lot of reunions and, and stuff that ties in this year, which yeah, is cool. Yeah. So sorry. Continue. Please. Oh no, no, that was just that. I think he's going to be one of those prime people. Hopefully, we might be able to get a chance to talk to. Right. So, you know, at the top of the artists and creators and guests of honor and stuff like that. Of course, we have Rob Liefeld will be yeah. back, the co-creator of Deadpool. Yeah. And um, I, I would love to talk to yeah. him, but I know that's going to be near impossible. Right. Um. You know what? He's. Um, that's the funny thing. I don't think it's going to be impossible. Yeah. He'll be there. Yeah, um, quite a bit. I think it's and the line that's going to make the impossibility. I'm telling you, man. When I sat in, when I went to San Diego Comic Con, and I, I sat in on the panel of the, you know, like the, basically it looked like the Last Supper of, of comic artists <laughs> with, uh, you know, Jim Lee and everybody that was up there. Uh, that painting should be made with Stanley in the center, <laughs> Grant Morrison, and everybody that was up there. Uh, and there's some DC fans that are listening to us right now. Why does Stanley have to be in the center? <laughs> right, uh, because he's God and Jesus in comic books. Shut up, asshole. Show your okay. respect. Uh, yeah, you bow your head, bitches. Um, he's one of the most humble and gracious men, yeah, exactly. too. I love him to death. I, I came very close to almost doing the photo op for him. Yeah. Even with it being, I think it was like 110 bucks. But should have got one of the VIP passes. Or like 400 bucks? 517, <laughs> I think is what it was. I'm a poor white boy from Hesperia. Oh, that's fair. Okay, so... like, But I said, also, get... too, somebody else decided to show up to the con when we get to his name. Yes. We'll, uh, we'll talk more in depth about that. Now, I'm going to run through this pretty much top to bottom and hit some highlight stuff. I'm not going to say everybody. If you want to... If you want to uh, to know more, go to Stan... LAComicCon.com. Well, yeah, or you can also go to StanLee'sLAComicCon.com. Fine. Go for the full thing. <laughs> and that one right on the front gives you the guests uh, and all that stuff. Yeah. So, um, so with that being said, like I said, Rob Liefeld is going to be there. Mark Silvestri. Now, this is – I've talked to you in the past. This is somebody that I would like to meet. He's huge with Top Cow and Image and yeah. stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> Writer of and creator of uh, some of my favorite comics that came out of X Force in the nineties. I'm nice. sorry, X Force, out of Image in the nineties, yeah. <clears throat> and just somebody who spearheaded the the Image brand and still stays with you know Top Cow and all that stuff that they do. Uh, we got Tom Cook, who, good God, is responsible for Godzilla in the seventies. Uh, who framed Roger Rabbit? Oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, He Man, Master of the Universe, um, like a Roger Rabbit cartoon or the the movie. The cartoon. Oh, wow. Yeah, the, the cartoon. Comic. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just kind of give you a little I'll, I'll read a little bit of the bio. It says, if you've seen him work for decades, may have even passed him on the street and not recognized him. His name is Tom Cook. He began his career as an animator and director in 1978 at Hanna-Barbera Studios, where he was hired to work as an assistant animator on Challenge of the Super Friends. Oh, wow. Godzilla, Scooby-Doo, Smurfs, Pac-Man, and the Flintstones. Uh, Thunder of the Barbarian, Heathcliff. I mean, it just goes on. He got to work with uh, Jack Kirby during that time. Uh, R- Ruby Spears, that was that that, that group of people. <laughs> Babes and Bullets, uh, you know, Garfield stuff. Black Star, Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids, Brown Hornet, He-Man, the Masters of the Universe, She-Ra, Princess Power, Ghostbusters. Lone Ranger, Zorro, the Kids, Superpower Hour with Shazam. Hero High, um, Marshall Bravestar, <laughs> it just the list goes, the on, list and goes on. on and on and on and then he became a director and did all kinds of stuff like uh, the Mighty, Disney's Mighty Ducks um, it, there's just there's tons tons of stuff I mean you can just look at his there's his poster right there and if you're looking at it, the Super Friends the Flintstones the Smurfs all the, you know everything that I listed the Jetsons they're all on there and uh, yeah he's just a legend yeah. he's one of those people that is the 
the face and the voice behind things, you know, the, the brains behind a lot of stuff that you don't realize touched you in so many ways. Speaking of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, not touching, yeah, not touching. <laughs> speaking of touching. No, not touching. Uh, speaking of touching on things, uh, something we just touched on, which was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. One of the co-creators of that is going to be there, Kevin Eastman. Yes, he he's I actually, if I remember correctly, I think the past two years he has canceled leading into it. Well, let's hope that he, you know, he's going to be there for this one. I think there's probably a little more precedence on it because, yeah. you know, look, if in the face of everything that's happened with Stan the Man yeah. and, you know, all that, and he's going to be there and he's going to be paneling and meeting and greeting people, yeah. his ass needs to show up. Yeah, he- uh, let's see. Who else we got on here? Tom King, Mark Bagley. Um, well, somebody oh, near and dear to both of us. Dude. And I talked to Doug last night. Yeah. And we were just just the excitement of okay first of all a film that came out it was it was one of the first comic book films that wasn't a mainstream comic that was done right well and and the thing is it's it's not done frame by frame like the 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 comic it was the closest thing though at that time yeah uh, yeah absolutely but it still became one of the most iconic and most beloved things and i'm glad that Brandon Lee is remembered for his role in The Crow, yeah. and The Crow's creator, James Hobar, is going to be there. Yeah, I cannot wait. Yeah, I, I can't either. I really just, I can't wait to meet him. He is an amazing talent, and uh, yeah, I just, I cannot wait to see him. So, uh, we also have Jay Lee and uh, Neil Adams. Holy shit, Neil Adams is going to be there. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, so... Um, <clears throat> I'm not going to give you the days that they're actually going to be there. I just kind of fired that one off. But here we go into our guest of honor. Okay, so well, I think this is a media guest, though. Well, it's... They have it weirdly broken. Yeah, it's, it's odd. Uh, because if you go down further, it also says media guest. Now, this one broke my heart. Uh, Scott Bakula is going to be there. Yeah, he, but... He and, and Donald uh, Belisario, the creator of Quantum Leap, and also um, Belisario, I believe, was involved with... Well, I know they did Airwolf. And a um, ton of stuff out of the 80s. They're doing kind of a reunion panel. Yeah, tribute to tribute Quantum Leap. Tribute to Quantum Leap. Uh, and I'm really, really bummed that Scott's not going to be signing and taking pictures. Yeah, well, you never know. They may do... They yeah, they may, could announce it at the con. They, they may have like a meet and greet thing afterwards. Like, honestly, you're, right. you're going to be bringing Christina with you for that because she's a big Quantum Leap fan. Now, that's going to be the deciding factor on whether or not yeah, we if it's go. going to be a panel. Because she is transitioning to the hospitals. Yeah. My wife is an RN. <clears throat> She's transitioning to the hospital. She's going to be working overnights. Oh. Well, at that time, she'll be moving into the overnight slots. So oh, she okay. will have to lose a lot of sleep. And I don't know. We'll, we'll have to look at how the schedule has been rearranged. Well, I was about to say, if, if you guys do get there and everything, if you guys, honestly, like the only thing you'll probably need to do Sunday would be your your picture, your photo op with a certain person we're going to talk about in a moment, Terry. Okay, sorry. But um, leading into the that panel for Quantum Leap, camp it out and be like in that right position where if you think there's going to be one side of the room where they're going to be coming in on, where you can kind of get the attention, hopefully, and maybe they might wave you over. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, you know, we'll we'll have to see, but... Uh, I, hope, I hope there will be a way for some kind of a meetup. Me too. Me too. Um, there are a couple this, But also, too, this may test the waters for Scott Bakula because he may be thinking like, okay, because I don't think he really does too many cons, if I remember correctly. No, that's true. And that's this true, may be him testing the waters and go, it went really well. Maybe I might do a signing next year. Right. Um, well, you know, with him being Star Trek alumni, yeah. 
you know, I'm sure he's he's probably done some signings and things like that. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's a little daunting because I've heard that 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 trek trekkie or trekker, you know, depending on how pissy you get when people say it, um, <clears throat> can get pretty intense. Yeah. So I mean, it may be kind of like eh, eh, we'll yeah. see. Um, but speaking of. Uh, you know, Star Trek alumni. Walter Koenig is going to be there. Um, you know, Pavel Chekhov. Yeah. Um, he'll be there. Tara Strong. Oh, God. God, she's so hot. Yes. She's so hot. And so freaking talented. And so talented. Uh, she's our Bubbles, right? Yeah, Bubbles. Bubbles and... Uh, God. Timmy. Timmy Turner. Yeah. Yeah. The list goes on, on and on, on of and animation on. voices she's done. That's the thing. We like we list out one dude's credits. We can't do it for all these voice actors right. because holy crap, we'd be here forever. Yes. So uh, I will move forward and say that we're also getting a Sabrina the Teenage Witch panel. Yeah. Um, now it seems like that one's going to be mostly panel only. I don't know. I know she's um, Melissa Joan Hart's going to be doing some meet and greet. Yeah, and um, <laughs> the picture you're currently Nick McKay. No. The don't, one next to don't you do that because that's mine. You're not, I know. You can't. You can't. I'm you not, can't steal my thunder. I, that's reason. You can't I'm, stop. You stop it talking. That's the reason. I'm she's mine. She's mine. I will lick this iPad and claim her as mine. Uh, let me uh, check your fingers real quick. Uh, you got a wedding ring. So yeah. We, no. Have you never seen Friends and seen the list of people that are exemptions? Scott Bakula is Christina's. I will gladly let him have her <laughs> if I get to go with. Say her damn name so we can talk more about her. Slay Moon Fry. Yes. Oh my God, Bunky Brewster. Oh my God, I was so in love with her, and she grew up beautiful and and, and normal. Well, yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. She didn't get into that whole child drug actress. riddled, you know. And, and don't get me wrong, for those who went through it and and came out on the other end of it and got clean, freaking like awesome. our Drew Barrymore, yeah. you know, like. Uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr., yeah. for God's sakes, you know? People who, who came out and, and were better for it and, and had life experiences to tell. I'm not knocking you for Yeah, that. no. But in, a, in a, a media that is just riddled with, with drug use at early age and things like that, the, the fact that she came out unscathed or, or mostly unscathed, yeah. I'm sure, you know. But also, <clears throat> too, she has, like, a toy company now. Well, yeah, you know. and uh, Look, I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to say it. Do you know why she had to quit Punky Brewster? Yeah, oh, yeah, no. That, <laughs> e, e, I can't help pound it on the table. I can't help it. Yeah. She has, and it's a, an actual e, condition. condition. Yeah. I remember being a kid and watching the news, and they yeah. talked about it, and I'm like, yeah. What is oh. what does that mean? Kind of mescalia or something like that? I, I just call it giant tits <laughs> syndrome. <laughs> it's just GTS. She ha- she just blot well <laughs> blossom probably the wrong term to use. <laughs> she uh, it's a, a less graphic word to use I guess. Yeah, because she went I know from probably- punky Brewster to punky Grewster, <laughs> and then <laughs> boobies blew up. And uh, yeah, when she, she was, was just, like sixteen, yeah, uh, yeah. preteen actually, a yeah. little earlier, like fourteen, fifteen. She just started just boom. Yeah, and it was Ariel Winter on uh, Ariel Winter on Modern Family. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, and she's actually I, I think she's actually had a bit of a reduction, and they're still massive. Oh, they're yeah. still gigantic. Um, but it became something that was, you know, a huge issue, problem yeah. for her and a stigma, and she she had him reduced. <laughs> Sorry, skip me a second. Oh, okay, so looking at picture, now, I know, though, she but looks... she's stunning. Like I, I didn't even look at her chest. I, she, God, her eyes are just unreal. And now, Slay Moon Friday's listening to her, doing her <laughs> she's weekly Nowhere California listen. And you know what? It would be the one time that somebody like that would listen and be like, "Hey, I wonder, Nowhere oh, California." That's interesting. Cool. It sounds pretty. Holy shit. Listen to that pervert. <laughs> well, I'm just telling you right now. My name's Josh Gilmore. And, uh, <laughs> Nicholas Dye. Nicholas Dye. I, I respect. You shut your face hole. Uh, 
Uh, so if we move forward, we got. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'll just I'll just continue along. The Sabrina the Teenage Witch thing. We have Nick Bacay there, who's, who's because the I know of, both me and you are going to be standing near like Slave Moon Frank's table, like out of the view and everything, going like, "You go first. No, you go first. Oh no, I'm going to run up there. I'm <laughs> yeah. going to push people down and knock kids over and be like, "Hi, <laughs> hi, how are you? How's it going?" You have a wedding ring, don't you? Yeah, yeah, but we're separated. Really? Yeah. Isn't it? I'm here. She's over in the restrooms <laughs> yeah. right now. So, Isn't that the woman waving with the kid in her arms? Yeah, yeah. But see, we're way away from each other right now. So. We're separated. Yeah, we're separated. By 20 feet. Uh, uh, Beth Roderick's going to be on. You know, yeah. She'll be there. Uh, who, by the way, I think she's really sexy, too. Oh, yeah. I always thought she was super sexy. She oh, has yeah. this cute smirk. <laughs> Who's? <laughs> okay. Time for us to geek out <laughs> more than usual. Motherfucking Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman himself, the who I firmly believe is the Andy Kaufman of comedy. And I wholeheartedly this dude is oh, a creative domino. He is a genius. Uh, um, I'll throw. I'll I'll give my side of the reveal story to right. this, and then he can have it talk about his doubt of his friend here. Because I was on my way back from Universal and. Uh, Doug texted me, and it was one of those slow points in the drive, so I quickly like glanced at my phone. Don't do that, people. It's it's dangerous. Don't mm-hmm. do that. But I just did it, and because I kind of felt like, oh, maybe I should look at it, and I, all I could see was Paul Rubens is going to be at the LA Comic Con. I started yeah. geeking the hell out, and the dude that was in the car with me is a guy from work. I'm like, Paul Rubens is going to be at LA Comic Con. And he's like, huh? Who? I'm like, I will smack you. Right. I will pull over this car right now, and I will smack you in the mouth. Yeah. That's, you know, look, if you don't know who he is, go fuck yourself, first of all. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was in Blow. He, he was... Spleen in Mystery Men. Dude, he was the... If you... <laughs> I fucking forgot about Mystery Men for a second because I'm so focused on Pee Wee and I'm so focused on... Well, honestly, the Spleen is was one of those characters when he, when he was having media issues. Right. Which we'll, we'll touch upon a little bit in, here in a moment was one of his first characters back, and I was like, cool. I love the fact that the producers and everything gave him the shot that nobody else seemed to give him, and that he knocked it out of the freaking park with that character. Right. You but know, that's him. He, he takes a character and just owns it. Yeah. And just runs with it. Absolutely. You know, and, and one of the things that, that, you know, he's... You don't. You may not know this about him, but one of the things that, that he's done over the years, you know, along with the, the, the Pee Wee character that he's come up with and, and has just been so prominent he started on the gong show yeah and it was I think it was him and our, our, our frequent uh, friend of nowhere John well, Baragon they, they did something they on did there, a and bit. then it was also uh, him and it, there was a uh, woman basically it was like during the growling his right. growling times that would be kind of a gig for and them he, to just go on they killed it they yeah. killed it on the gong show it was it was fantastic and um I, I gotta tell you right now man as soon as you told me this I just lost my marbles oh yeah um, I, um, daughter, I said I sent Nick a text with yeah. a picture of the image of Paul Rubens, and all I got back from you was, oh, my fucking God. Yeah. Um, you know, I, my, my track record with meeting John Paragon has been... Scattered. <sighs> fucking some, something's always come up. Something's happened. But you've been able and to talk to been, him Yeah, he's times. been gracious enough to grab the phone from Josh and talk to me. And, you know, we've, we, we've carried on a rapport. Uh, and he he's just a really nice guy, and I can't wait to interview him. And I, I hope... You know, uh, I hope I get to to do that. All no, it's going to happen. We're yeah, you know, it's all in happen. one sitting. So, you know, I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to you, know. you know say anything. So, but 
Well, you don't want to jinx it, but also too, as your friend, and I know how much you've been dying to get like your presence back in the con world, right. get in interviews. Okay. I want you to be able to do it because also too, I'm tired of doing this myself. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So now, with that being said, uh, you throw Pee Wee into the mix. Oh, okay. God. I, I, I and remember... uh, throwing your doubt you had on me. What's that? When you were like, this better not be a Tyson. Okay. <laughs> so here's the thing. This this guy has thrown a couple of things at me, and and. <sighs> Okay, okay, so <clears throat> my first Stanley's Kamikaze at the time. Yeah. Maybe it was LA Comic Con. Well, what the fuck? No, you know? it was last year, so it was the, the first year as sh- LA Comic Con. Stay the, stay the fuck on target. Let's talk about what you did. Okay? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's still here's some bitterness I grew in the voice. <laughs> I grew up watching Iron Mike Tyson knock the shit out of people from an early age. Uh, my mom forbade me to get any more pay-per-views in the house because he would knock people out so fast. Yeah. That she was like, I'm not spending that kind of money on a shitty undercard just to watch him beat the crap out of somebody in the first two rounds. You know, and Tyson... Or reduction. <laughs> Tyson was just a legend to me. I've argued the point over and over again. Holyfield had it coming. <laughs> the Getting his ear bit, Holyfield had it coming. Headbutt the shit out of him for round after round. Tyson tried to implore with the ref. The ref wasn't buying it. You can clearly see it in the in the, the replays. Anyway, getting off topic there. So this guy. Meaning me. <laughs> yes, you. <laughs> this guy here says, um, hey, uh, and he thought he was he thought he was being funny because he, he I, you know, I guess in his realm, the idea of sparring with Mike Tyson, who has, you know, had some bouts of anger where he's hit people. Um, the idea of sparring with Iron Mike Tyson was probably kind of a, you know, like, oh, fuck that, yeah. you know, kind of thing for you. He tells me, hey, uh, I got you signed up for a meet and greet with Tyson, but you're going to, basically, you're going to be sparring with him. I, like, lost my mind. I stood up reading my phone. Christina was sitting so here. Bad. I stood up, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you serious? Like, I, I'm going to get to spar with the fucking world champion? Are you shitting me? Like, that's touching gloves with, like, Ali yeah. or Foreman, you know, or somebody like that. I didn't know he would be taking it to this Oh, level. my God. I got so excited. I was like, shit, yeah. Like, an actual sparring session, media sparring session type thing with Iron Mike Tyson. I got so excited. I was like, I can't fucking wait. Then it all blew up in his damn face. Yeah. And he felt like an absolute toolbox. And so he was like, hey, man, I was like, no, there's too much liability there. They wouldn't allow him to do that. And I just was deflated. I felt horrible. And I, I, oh, God, it was. Well, my I guess a little bit of my own payback on that would been because would be that third day of the con when I was just kind of there by myself. Oh, yeah. And... I'm walking around trying to figure out what I'm going to do next, and I see this group of people coming towards me, and I notice the person leading the charge yeah. is freaking Mike Tyson. See, I would and have he looks handled pissed. this. I would have handled this so differently. <laughs> he looks pissed. The traffic was abysmal that weekend, sure. so he was, it may have been that. And there's two things you do when there's a pissed off Tyson coming towards you: mm-hmm. you either get in the field position or take a step to the left. <laughs> I would have taken the charge. I would have turned and walked 20 feet in front of him screaming the champ is here the champ is here like that would have been my reaction was like champ and see if you could turn that around for him because you know if if traffic was abysmal and everything else sucked ass and trying to get into this con was such a huge because remember there's a shitload of construction going on around there and there was all kinds of shit that was happening plus there was that and and i know if you guys play this game good for you and if you get offended by this fuck off i don't care um league of legends was 
right doing there. stuff out was, there. Yeah, was doing one of their big tournaments or like global yeah. tournament. And so there was a lot of shit happening. A lot of shit happened around the area. That was when I got fucking sideswiped by the uh Uber. The Uber driver. Yeah. Um so yeah, there's a there's you, there was you, a lot trying to get into that con. It, well, this basically means like that's the reason you walk funny because you you have such a big set. Yeah, yeah. well, you know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Me being me, be like, oh god, Tyson's gonna kill me. Yeah. But anyways, back to Paul. So Okay, yeah, I think I'm done with the Tyson thing. Yeah. All right, okay. But <clears throat> I text you, you go, oh my fucking God, and then I think I decided just to Well, you sent me you some in. proof this time. Yeah. You sent me some proof, and it was, you know, the, the picture that we're looking at now, which is a very distinguished Paul Rubin. Yes. Um, who, God love him, has kept the same fucking haircut Dude, for 40, 40 something years, you know, to make sure that he still looks the role of Pee Wee. Yeah. Like, okay, here's how stupid I got about it. When, when Ellie was born, my daughter was born, um, all of my kids have experienced Pee Wee in some way, shape, or form. But Netflix re-released all of Pee Wee's Playhouse. Uh, she has watched that in its entirety. I can't even begin to count how many times she's sat and watched Pee Wee's Big. No, she's two and a half. She's watched Pee Wee's Big Adventure with me. Loves him. Says Pee Wee. Nice. Tries tries desperately <laughs> to say Mecca like a high Mecca high ho oh, for John, which I can't wait for him to hear that uh, and finally meet her. Um, you know, so it's, it's such, he's such an integrated part of our lives, not only from childhood, which again, I was still, I was still a little old to be watching Pee Wee at that time, but I just loved who he was. Yeah. And I think with it being us too, we understood (laughs) the difference that was going on with him. Yeah. It was a kid show and everything, but it was one of those kid shows where it's like that adult can sit down and be like, exactly. I don't have to put a drill to my head to watch this crap. You know? And, uh, it's just something that. I'm going to do the photo package. Ellie's going to be in the picture with oh, me. Oh, yeah. It may not be something that she remembers, but it's what it is. I think she's going to. Oh, you know, I, nonetheless, I'll, I'll I think say, hey, this is the you, day we met, you know, Pee Wee. But I, also, too, I think uh, if it'll be totally an abbreviated story for uh, Paul, but you're going to be able to tell him, like, first few months of her life was nothing but you. Right. And that's and I was, I was joking with somebody at work talking about your fandom towards Paul and my fandom towards Paul. Like, my idea for the picture, I know I probably won't do it this way, but I wanted. I honestly, I'm going to tell him this is like a Catholic meeting the Pope for me. That you are a comedy saint to me. Yeah. And this is coming from a Mormon, so that's all kind of confusion. There you go. Yeah. But also, too, the idea popped in my head to show him a picture of you, and go. This is a long shot. You're going to remember him. If you see this guy, he's going to have a little girl with him, named Ellie. Yeah. And I was thinking, like, if he would be like, if he would remember and call, say hi, Ellie. Your brains would be just... My brain almost went just now because I don't even know how I would respond. That's the whole thing. I don't know how... Like, I would lose my mind. Yeah. I would absolutely lose my mind. But I know with those... Because I'll tell you right now, I almost wrecked the car when John called us uh, from your phone that day. And then speaking to him last year, he was just so warm and nice and such, such an approachable and nice man and so funny. I, you know, I just remember the, hey, what time is John Perrion going to be here? You mean what time am I going to be here? I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> my God. He, you know, he was just an absolute wonderful person. And it wouldn't surprise me one bit to know that, that Paul Rubens is the same yeah. one. Um, but uh, let me, I'll, I'll throw this out. My idea for the pose, which I probably sure. won't do, is I'll be kind of in the prey position mm-hmm. and with him putting his hand on my head to give me the comedy blessing. 
that's my idea. It probably won't go. But that's awesome. That is yeah. absolutely awesome. But because he, he, uh, who knows? It maybe he's one a comedy of the, god. He's like I said. He's the Andy Kaufman yeah. of our time, and Andy Kaufman is in the top five of legends of all yeah. time, uh, up there with Carlin and exactly. you know and, and stuff like that. So you know, it's just. Pee-wee. He seems like he's going to be like Paragon, where it's just going to be such an approachable dude. Yeah, I think so as well. I and, and regardless, it's just going to be such an honor to meet and and get a chance to shake hands with somebody who's who's such an, a tremendous influence. Even if I, it's, like when they when they revived the original Pee-wee Playhouse and put it on television yeah. on, on HBO when they did the, the uh, Broadway, the, the Broadway, oh my yeah, the God, Broadway I version. How many times I watched it? Oh fuck. It, you know, I saw the original. I saw this one. I yeah. didn't get to see live, of course, because it's in New York. And, and I know they, I thought they brought it to LA for a little bit too. But yeah, it did a little bit of traveling. Uh, my friend at work, uh, Doug, he actually went to the original LA showing of. Oh, he, son he, of a bitch. He, I think he said his brother still has the program. Oh, dude, you know, and, and I'm telling you, it was such a, and it was the whole thing that Pee-wee's Playhouse was founded off of. Yeah, you know, uh, that's where all of that comes from, and. Um, you know, I just, I, I honestly, I just can't wait to meet him. I can't okay. wait to meet him. Have you, have you done the the really geeky fanboy thing of like, what am I going to wear? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I have no clue. I'm, I'm trying to find a two T shirt that has uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, the the same one that I have in the closet. You know, yeah, like for the, the adventure of a boy and his bike. Yeah, sort of thing, and uh, you know, to, to bring that along. Yeah. Um, if nothing else, I'm going to see if I can find a Pee Wee's Playhouse shirt for her. Or get one made, yeah. Um, that I can take, and, and she can wear that for the event. So it's gonna be so awesome. Honestly, there could be a whole episode of us sitting there talking about Paul, which we've been teasing about for years. I got to touch base with Robin and see if she wants to still be a part of the Pee Wee episode. My friend Robin, not our friend Robin. Oh, I was all, what did Robin Shelby do with Pee Wee? <laughs> You know, like, oh, no, fuck her. She gets all the cool stuff. But uh, honestly, if we, we <laughs> threw it out to Robin Shelby, she probably would be like. I'll be in for a Pee-wee episode. So. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, back to what we were saying. Um, yeah, we have a Paul Rubens episode coming sooner or later. And, uh, of course, you know there's going to be an Aftermath episode of LA Comic Con where we're just going to be geeking out. Oh, like, dude. Oh it's just going to be a whole... Ep- and please, feel free to skip over if you want. No, fuck that. Listen, we're going to be just... It'll be its own episode, like, probably. Oh, my God. This is so nice. And then you touch it, my hand, and I've watched it since. That's why it's It's going to be funny. one of those... It, it's going to be one of those normal photo op things where it's going to be like a quick herding and boom. Like you're going to probably get a little bit of extra time if you right. do have Ellie with you because kids are cute. Right. My ugly mug. <laughs> oh, you kind of look yeah. like a baby. Yeah. Well, if I shave this, yeah. the, the gray kind of sticks out. But you, you know there's going to be more uh, talk of Paul Rubens in the next coming weeks because right. we're going to be Paul Rubens. So trudging along. Trudging along. Yeah, trudging along. We... Uh, Oddly enough, we have Drew Carey there. Yeah, um, he's getting the like. There's a they're doing like a LA Comic Con Comedy Award. Thing. Yeah, well, twenty twenty five or thirty years or something like that. Yeah. In, in the in the comedy industry or in the industry of and also uh, too, I heard a rumor that the wheel is going to be there. The too. wheel is going to be there. Ooh, yeah. So I'm curious if they're going to do some, you know, maybe some impromptu stuff. Maybe CPS. CPS. That's Child Protective <laughs> Services. It's a sting. Good God, <laughs> CBS. You better keep that in, by the way. Oh no, I am. CBS, yeah, my. People up on bring people on stage. Spin the big wheel. Where's your child in the car? Crap! I'm going to tell you right now, man. Before before he had because I'll I'll tell when he first had his guy gastric bypass surgery. I was like, what the? No, that was a gastric. Or what was that? that Was healthy? Did he bust his ass and lose all that weight? I thought because it seemed so sudden. No, he he bust. Well, you got to remember, he kind of disappeared there for a while. That's true. Well, good. Pardon me, Drew, but fuck, that's rad. Oh yeah, no, it's kind of like the Ethan Suplee thing of like I just started living healthy. You know. I just, 
I remember the Drew Carey show days, and I remember the, the stand-up comedy where yeah. that came from. And I, he was one of my favorite oh, yeah. new comedians at the time, and I, I just loved him for everything that he did. So and then that, whose line? Be cool. You kind of forget whose line. Oh, whose line is it anyway? I mean, an amazing British show that translated into an amazing American show. And then it's still going today with Ice yes. Taylor as a host, and yes. it's amazing. And so, then um, one of the main things I do, I, I, he, Drew Carey is definitely another one I'm really going to want to talk to because I would, I want to talk to him about. The episode of Whose Line they did with Robin, right? Yeah, I, I mean, know that was big on your list. Yeah, just be like, how how did this happen? How was it working with him? Did he kind of go to you guys going like, I got downtime, let's do this? <laughs> I'm, you know, like I'm, I'm curious because I, you know, you because know it was very taking, random. You know, when you're taking Robin on your show, yeah, that all hell's gonna break loose. Oh yeah, and especially like, that no show. Con- yeah, there's no containing it in a show that's all improv. There's just no containing what he's going to do. And how do you hold a straight face through that? Exactly. And, and you, you, know, you see the footage today, and it's like, no, they don't. <laughs> and you got to think, if they approached him, yeah. because he was working on one of our photo during the time. Right, right. If they're like, hey, you want to do an episode of Who's Line? He's like, how long will it record? Uh, probably about three or four hours. Like, I can use the warm-up. Right. <laughs> because you know he probably went in there going like, oh, I'm going to run circles well, I mean, around think, you people. Think about how quick his appearance and Billy Crystal's appearance was on Friends. Oh, yeah. And it was, it's one of my favorite opening scenes they've ever done. Oh, yeah. It's one of my favorite and scenes. Pro- and I almost guarantee it was improvised. They were probably just like, yeah. let us just run with it. Let them react. <laughs> <laughs> and they did great. They oh, yeah. did fantastic, you know. But- I think if you if I remember the that sequence correctly, like, Jennifer Anderson's the one that's sitting off to the side, like, trying to not to lose it. There's, there's two episodes that stand out to me the most for, for people breaking uh, that's one of them, which they all hold it together pretty well. And then the other one is Ross playing the bagpipes. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> when Phoebe starts singing along, he's like, come on, everybody now. And she's all, <laughs> like mimicking. The, oh, Jesus, I laugh so hard at that. And uh, it never fails. Another good Nerdist interview was David Schwimmer. I just recently listened to that one. And that it, was a good, it was a good really, conversation. He's a really, really dedicated guy to what his craft and what oh, he Oh, yeah. So I, I love seeing him on like James Corden when they rap battles. Oh, God, yeah. And uh, all that stuff. So, but, you know, from moving from back, that back to Yes. Um, yeah, well, you know, uh, continue forward. Like I said, Melissa Joan Hart's going to be there with the Sabrina reunion. Clarissa, uh, she's she's really cute. Oh yeah, she's really cute. Childhood crush, right there. She's uh, she's no Soleil move. <coughs> well, no, I, I do agree with Which... that. <laughs> do you totally agree with that? But also, too, after I uh, locked in my Paul Rubens tickets, because as soon as I got home from Universal, first thing I did is jump right. online and see if it was there. Within five minutes of me being home, I had it ordered, oh. and then I saw her. <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart had a photo op, right. and I'm just like. Yep. <laughs> yeah. See, and that's the thing. So um, I usually don't go too all out for these cons, but this year I'm, I'm going nuts. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to spend some money on this one. Um, the next one we have is um, Elisa or Eliza Donovan. Yeah. From Clueless. Yeah, and um, uh, Sabrina. Sabrina as well. Yeah. But uh, you know, probably best known for the balls flying at my face joke in Clueless. Oh yeah. Um, you know, she's and she was fantastic. She's gosh, she's a sexy redhead. Oh yeah. Oh, dude, her eyebrows are red. That means she's a real redhead. Yes. Gorgeous. I'm just gonna take a moment. Pale skin, red hair. Yeah. It's that's my god. You know, I took one of those stupid quizzes online. You know, like which which uh, members from Game of Thrones. You know, like which people from Game of Thrones would you marry, sleep with, or kill? Oh, and I killed Joffrey. I got to bangerang with Melisandre, the hot red, the red woman. Yeah. Oh. And then I, I end up with Sansa Stark. And I'm like, redheads across the board, bring it on. You know, like, all right. I my still wife was watch. like, you and your damn redheads. I still need to watch the show. 
You really do. It's a fantastic show. Well, they're but, almost done, so. But I'm going to tell you right now, dude. Here's, I know he was there last year, but I, I still would love to meet him. For no other reason than Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, yeah. James Hong. Oh, God damn it. He's a, he's, he's a, not only is he a tremendous actor and a, a long time. Journeyman. Yes, a long time uh, Chinese American actor. Yeah. Um, you know, in there fighting in the trenches for, for roles, you know, for, for Chinese Americans and stuff like that. Not only did, was he that guy, <clears throat> but one of the best bad guys ever in Big Trouble in Little China. Totally agree. <laughs> so, you know, David Lopin. Uh, <clears throat> he was the voice, well, and still is, the voice of Poe's father on um, Kung, Fu Kung Fu Panda. And just, I mean, the list, I know I'm only touching on uh, just a couple things there that he, he's done over his career, but he's done so much that it's just, uh, damn it, he's, he's just funny and he's really talented at what he does. And, uh, you know, I see him and he's just smiling and he looks like he's going to be a really approachable guy. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing him. And then I'm going to I'm gonna nerd out a little bit here. <clears throat> uh, Jackson Rathbone. Do you know the name? Yeah, he's from a certain sparkly movie, isn't he? Oh, you shut your face. I'm going to I'm just going to bring the damn thing up. Jackson <laughs> Rathbone. Yeah, he uh, he played Jasper in the Twilight series. Do you sparkle, Nick? I don't sparkle, but I tell you what, man. <clears throat> I'll when, fuck you up. When the hole in my soul that was left when Harry Potter ended, and we were like, well, what the fuck do I do now? What do I do if I'm not waiting for another Harry Potter book? Could have read something else. Well, <laughs> that's the thing. They they geniusly dropped that book right after the series ended, and people snatched it up. That's why it was such a big success. Otherwise, I think it would have fallen by the wayside, you know, with some of the others. But, I mean, it, it was... You know, of course, it's the the telling of, of Bella and Edward. You know, Edward being the vampire, and they fall in love, and she's human, and it's the you know building to her becoming a vampire as well, and then a whole underground society and all. This. Well, part of his family, one of them is named Jasper, Jasper Hale, and um, he was born during the Civil War or around there. He was a Confederate soldier, and yeah, the he's name Jasper. just I, there's something that's so. If they had done one spinoff book just about him, I would have read it cover to cover. He was. I'm surprised a, they never really have done any spinoff books with really, how successful it was. Right, he was a really interesting character, and and arguably the best couple that was in that entire series was Alice and Jasper. Not Bella and, and no fuck them, Pale Boy. Fuck them. Uh, by the end of that book, Jacob, Bella, Jacob, right? Uh, yeah, 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 Jacob. Yeah, the 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 Native American. Um, yeah, whatever. By the time we get to the end of of Twilight. <laughs> She has depressed everybody to the point that they're just all downtrodden and sad and weird and all that stuff. And but, I loved his, I loved his take on Jasper. He was just a, a fantastic character and and uh, you know he's a really good actor. Um, you know he's he's one of these guys that I'm looking forward to meeting. Just just I don't know. Probably going to be one of the few males that that geek out over that character specifically. But I mean, oh, you should throw, you, you, you should hunt down like a cheap, like twilight shirt and just really freak them out. <laughs> Cause you can find ones with just Jasper on it. And Do it. Like sign it, sign my boobs. But, then, but then as you're <laughs> talking to him, go, that is my wife and kid over there. Yeah. So don't hey, worry. Don't, like, I know that there's a connection here, but don't get weird. Cause my wife's right there. Um, <laughs> it's funny. Cause I'm looking down and, and, uh, Darren Norris, a picture down and he's got the look on his face that I think everybody would have if I had said that out loud they like so, yeah whatever dude uh, but if I remember correctly Darren Norris and uh, Susan uh, Susan Blakesley yeah uh, Blakesley 
They're both uh, from Fairly Loud Parents, the voices of Cosmo and Wanda. Yes. Yeah. Which is rad. And then we got uh, Carlos. Um, oh, I'm Elizarque. talking to him. Oh, I, he's he's the my main interview for Sunday. I'm going to be gunning for because he is the voice of Rocco. And you and Rocco have a very very uh, toward love affair. Toward, yeah, toward love affair. I would say kind I, of kind of on the level of me and Jackson Rathbone. Yeah, I fucking love Rocco, man. Did I say he has bone in his name? And Rath. Yeah. That's the cool, that's the metal part. Rathbone's yeah. a pretty metal name. But, yeah. You know, there it is. Well, at least with mine, there's no boning involved. Uh, that's fair. Um, okay, so. It's time to step into the ring? Let's get into the ring. This the is square awesome circle one. as it were. Yeah, it is, dude. Okay, so the addiction is going to be there. Yeah. Uh, ring of Honor's tag team champs. Uh, uh, Christopher Daniels yes. and Kazarian, and, right? Yes, Kazarian. And then uh, with the recent, uh, the most recent episode we posted where we talked about Daniels. Right. I know, I, I, I it's going to be weird because I'm going to go up to him. I'm going to go, you were mentioned in my dad's eulogy. <laughs> Which is going to be very odd. Yeah, he's going to be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, what does that mean? I don't understand what that means. I'll give him the full story. Yeah, of course. But, but I mean, it will be funny. It, it, but also, too, it was kind of, I guess, apropos that he's going to be there. Like, right. it was within the week of my dad's passing that he was announced. Yeah, I know. And that it just seemed kind of cosmic. Yeah. You know, um, just to be able to go, oh, okay, cool, I get to yeah, re- exactly. re- relive the headbutt. Exactly. So it, it may be a little bit awkward to be like, hey, you were mentioning my dad's uh, eulogy, man. <laughs> right? Like, hey, you know, my dad died. And I talked about you. Wait, what? Well, you know? actually, my uncle did. <laughs> well, that's true. That's yeah. right. He gave the eulogy. Yeah. yeah but but uh, did it get some chuckles in the room? It did. Good. Yeah. Well, it started out with uh, my uncle talking about um, mine and my dad's. Uh, Fan for wrestling, and he didn't. He said the show, the it's called Raw, right? And I'm like, I was two seconds away going, like, it's WWE, Raw is the show, yeah. <laughs> yeah but I didn't want to track it out too much, <laughs> right? So, but it, 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 I think it'll be an interesting conversation with Daniels. It may be just me going, like, can I talk to you off the side real quick? Right. <laughs> I don't want to be that person at the table, like, my dad's dead, <laughs> no, but you could be like, hey, you know. <laughs> Here's a funny story for you. you yeah, know, I, I talked. You know, you you were spoken of at my father's eulogy for this reason. I don't yeah, know. you know, just tell him back. Let's see, if and you remember. can tell him to see if he remembers the situation. Yeah, I you think know, he, he will may, remember. He may, he may not. Because it's, it's not too often right. you headbutt a person's knee. Exactly. So, <laughs> speaking um, of th- that situations, <laughs> right? Uh, in the situation we're talking about, is he saw this with high risk wrestling over in uh, Victorville, California, yeah. and our homegrown boys, yes. the Young Bucks. Those, the greatest uh, tag team in the world that has not set foot in WWE. Yes, they're they're amazing high flyers and fantastic wrestlers. Um, you know, I remember great personalities and just TNA yeah. as, as a uh, uh, <clears throat> generation me, generation me, yeah. yeah, and all that stuff. So the uh, the young buck they came out and beat the Motor City Machine Guns on their first yeah their first match. Uh, it was fantastic. So, but um, I don't know what they go by individually. Uh, Matt and... Um, well, I know it's Matt and Nick. But met, yeah, Matt and Nick, yeah. Is, do they, is that what they use? Yeah. Uh, okay. So... They use the I didn't know as, as they traveled, you know, because they, no. they've done New well, Japan, they've done... Well, no, like, in the, those situations, they're able... They control their copyright. Okay. It's the times when, like, they're in um, TNA, or if they ever did go to the WWE. Mm-hmm. Well, more than likely, if they ended up in WWE now, with everybody like AJ and Shinsuke and everybody there that have control on their name, right? These guys have built enough of a uh, like solid copyright and everything around their names and everything. More than likely, they'll have to. They may not go by Young Bucks, but they'll probably go by their real names and kind of go right. with the Young Bucks look. But 
maybe switch it up, maybe even go the Bucks of Youth kind of thrown into that uh, Broken Matt Hardy dialect. Right. And they, you know, they're they're just an amazing tag team. Oh, yeah. Um, if they ever introduce, and, and this is this is unfortunately the way I would see it going in WWE with them, uh, they would probably introduce them into a cruiserweight tag team division. Unfortunately. You know, it just seems like people are getting pigeonholed there, but... <clears throat> yeah, but, but these guys will own themselves in the just world of... Yeah, they're really, really nice guys. And, and that may be the reason they have not stepped foot, because they know they'd get pigeonholed. They don't want to get lost in that shuffle. I'm going to ask it. I'll ask it of them. Hey, look, you know, coming yeah. from Hesperia and all this stuff, we're wondering, you know, here's what's going on. Because I... I, 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 I want to know. It's funny how many people I know that they know that they're close to, but I never really hung out with those guys. You and especially now with the assist and deceased letters floating around uh, on them on the WWE. Right. With the, like with they the even got, Bullet Club. They have a um, assist and deceased letter from Rick and Morty. Do they really? Yeah, because they had this one shirt where it was Nick and Matt, and it, Nick and Matty, and it was them do, coming through the portal and everything, and the Rick and Morty cartoon style and everything. Awesome looking shirt, I hope. <laughs> I hope if nobody, no legal representation are listening, I hope they may have one of those shirts there because I would like to get my hands on it. <laughs> that would be interesting. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure they probably can't make any more. Yeah. You know, uh, profit and they probably, it's probably like, like oh, we still have some stock on it. We just got to sell it under a different name. Right. <laughs> so moving along, we also have uh, Tama Tonga. Yeah, big dude. Big dude. And it looks a lot like Momoa. Yeah. It looks a lot like Momoa. He's going to be there as well as the underboss. Um. Yeah, the mafia themed yeah uh, you know wrestler and all that stuff uh, uh, well Bennett. he's a member of the Bullet Club and that's Bullet right. Club is the wrestling mafia right now that's absolutely true uh, we're getting Gates McFadden uh, Dr. Beverly Crusher from Star Trek Next Generation shut up Wesley I, just I know say right <laughs> <laughs> so uh, sadly panel only which is, seems to yeah. be true every time they go there but I, I would love them to have a meet and greet sort of thing. Kevin really hasn't done a meet and greet in such a long time I, I know I, you know it's, I don't know I, if it's like he just Somebody may have ruined it for it. Well, I don't. I don't even think it's that. I think it's just. But he's maybe old. it is. Maybe it is. Maybe it's just because it's, he's got to go way too long without smoking weed. Yeah. Well, no, not really. He just have a driver and everything. Yeah, it's not but like I he, mean, if he's doing a two-hour meet and greet and he doesn't get to smoke an ounce. Listen to every podcast where you can hear the, you know, well, you he, can hear he, the lighter going up every well, time. He, but also, too, push comes to shove, you have a brownie waiting. Oh, that's true. He could do edibles. But that's true. I, I think. I think it honestly either. A, I think he's a little more humble than that. Is what he, it is. I yeah. think he's like, why? Why like, would people I get want it? Me. I get it. But, yeah. Well, it's like we were talking uh, about before the show with the mic. Like if he would do it a photo op and said like all proceeds are going to the Wayne Foundation. Oh yeah. It, 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 go, oh yeah, my god. Nuts. And so I, I, I would pay two hundred bucks to do a photo op with him. You know, I don't maybe, care. Maybe we'll ask that. I'm really hoping that we'll cross paths with the future endeavor that we have that involves uh, yeah. a horror icon. Yes. Uh, we'll talk to more about that in the future. But uh, Kevin Smith's going to be there, panel only, along with Ralph Garman. They're, they're, I believe, I don't know if it's an auction, but I know that they're doing a tribute the, to Adam. Adam they, they're doing a panel on the main stage mm-hmm. instead of doing it off in another room, which probably filled up in a blink of an eye last right. year. They're going to be on the main stage in the, on the hall. Where everybody can just stand. Yeah, everybody there. And then they're going to have an auction, uh, an art show auction that's right. going to be presented. They, I don't think they're going to be really part of it. I don't but, know. Kev, Kevin just moderated one in uh, Orlando. He just well, did an auction. Fine. So maybe, maybe you know. They maybe we'll be, be able to that. cross paths that way. Right. Um, Burt Ward, of course, yeah. will be there along with Julie Newmar and Lee Merriweather. Uh, maybe the soon-to-be deputy mayor of Quokog. Yeah, right. Our, oh God, God, I hope that I want them to do it. God, I hope that happens. Uh, Because that's another thing. Like, we were talking about uh, writing people off and Mm -hmm. deaths and everything. And it's kind of a little bit easier in cartoons to keep it going. 
Yeah. Because it's cartoons. And just having uh, Burt Ward be the deputy mayor of right. Quahog and constantly, every, before every scene starts, have him on the phone going, yes, Mr. West. Yes. No, no, Mr. West. Calm down. Calm down. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just something along those lines. Now, I just want you to take a peek here. Okay, there's Lee Merriweather as Catwoman, right? Yeah. Now, um, now I, I, I apologize for the comparison, but it's Julie was always my favorite and my first. Look at that. She looks like a pinup from today. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Even like, I, <gasps> I'm going to steal a comment from uh, Ralph Garman. I, I'd break both her hips. Oh, seriously. She's so, so sexy. Oh, yeah. So, so sexy. Both and, of them. You know, honestly, if, uh, and, and here's one that Doug's going to be very excited about. Um, and then I'll jump on to my honest moment. Uh, Ricky Simmons. I was going to be there from yes. in, Invader's Zim. And uh, even if Doug is excited, I am because I want to pick his brain about the upcoming uh, Invader's Zim movie. Right. Yeah. You know, finally. Finally. Yeah. You know, it's Invader's Zim's finally going to get some proper exactly. respect in this nostalgia crazy world we live in. Uh, there's a really, really attractive Italian actress. I can't. Marilyn. Gigliotti. Is that what? Can you say it again? Gigliotti. Gigliotti. Nick now, is a fuckhead. I did get a chance to meet her. And she is a hot, tiny yes. little package. Yes. She is just this She's amazing. tiny little <laughs> sexy, sexy woman. And um, and, uh, and please step apologize for me because but also, wow. Well, you're gonna meet her. Oh yeah. I, well, again. I, I got to meet her last time. I got to shake hands. But with her. she's been she, all. She's been insanely gracious with her time with us over yes. the years too. Yeah, she really, really has. And I, I, you know, I can't thank her enough for that. I haven't been at, at the forefront of a lot of that. You have. Yeah. Uh, but. You know, I, I can't wait to get a chance to talk to her and just, oh, she's got some gorgeous big brown eyes. Yes. Anyway, uh, okay, so, you know, our Power Rangers are going to be there again. Yep. I'm just going to, just, yeah. you know, they broke it up on this for some reason, and I don't get that. I don't understand why they did it, because they have Austin St. John and Karen Ashley, uh, the original Red Ranger, and then the yellow who took over for um, uh, Three Trang yeah. when she, uh, you know, when she left the show, and then after, you know, of course, her untimely death. Yeah. Um, but Walter, um, but Walter Jones and David Yost are going to be there as well. The, uh, you know, respectively the original black and, and, uh, blue ranger. Um, so, you know, it's just weird that they, it just, it just may be the way the site managers, like as stuff gets announced or as things proceed. Right. It's just how it's posted. Yeah. I don't think it's any like ill intent like oh fuck the blue guys oof I overshot and there's a lot of sexy cosplayers just coming in holy hell no yeah yeah, yeah. but I mean the like professional the 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 competitive yeah the cosplayers. ones that really do this for you know appearances and things like that yeah. good holy hell Ellen Oppenheimer is going to be there really that's interesting uh so anyway uh moving through that we have you know like I said the the, the Power Rangers um will be there a lot of the originals this one I'm excited for we're getting a lot of the gorgeous ladies of wrestling yes uh, uh, big uh, big, big explosion due to the Netflix series the Netflix series uh, that, that's been fantastic but also um, too like we said before the whole nostalgia explosion right. of just <clears throat> kitsch stuff absolutely and you know we're getting April Hop um, she was the royal you know royal Glows, royal Hawaiian is, is what her name was on there um they separated these a little bit too, which I'll move back and hit some of the glow girls here first. <laughs> hit some of the glow girls. <laughs> uh, Eileen O'Hare, she was uh, 
on Glow on MTV. Uh, Cheryl Rusa, she was one of the, you know, she was lightning on that one. And then Hollywood, um, she's still goes by Hollywood, which is funny because if you look at her, she looks like a, uh, she looks like a model from a eighties, yeah, like metal, you know, or hairband, uh, uh, you know, video. So. They're going to be there. Okay. Move along. <laughs> so, uh, if you want to peer into the dreamy blue eyes of Casper Van Dien, he's going to be there. Hey, who doesn't? Which, uh, you know, I'll tell you right now, <laughs> as, as campy as the original was, which is what it was supposed to be, the Starship Troopers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God damn it. It's such a good movie. Oh, yeah, it is. Holds up. I love it. So, uh, Anne Robinson, War of the Worlds, will be there. Greg Berg, the voice of Fozzie, baby yeah. Fozzie. From, Love Muppet uh, Babies. Yeah, from Muppet Babies will be there. Jim Cummings, uh, the, also the, the danger that flaps in the night. Yes, <laughs> the voice of Darkwing Duck and uh, Cat Dog and and several others. Uh, Veronica Taylor, another another prominent voice actress. Uh, Kirby Morrow, the the voice of um, uh, Goku, is going to be there. From, so we uh, can ask Goku himself, like, can you really meet Superman? Come on. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, he's gonna lie. be honest. He's gonna lie. <laughs> You never know. He might be like, no, Superman well, maybe not. Goku. What? Mike Zapsik's going to be there? He was there last year. Oh, that's right. We talked to him. Yeah. We made fun of the... Uh, the protesters. Super protesters. Oh, uh, speaking of those guys, I do have yeah. a counter-protest idea. Oh, yeah? We, uh, if they're there and we're, okay. we have... I'm not going to go hunt them down. That was fun last year, but... <laughs> right. We get everybody to get their phones out, get YouTube going, crank your phones up as much as possible, get the Doobie Brothers, Jesus is all right with me playing. That would be an interesting protest. Yeah. But the problem would be syncing it all up at the same time. Yeah. Well, it'd be like Because you just have this modeled sound of noise and they would just, you know, cover their ears and be like, ah. Yeah, be, but knowing that it's Jesus, it's right. all right with me blasting them That's out. That's <laughs> right. So, uh, of course, Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson, Ming. Isn't Ming going to be there? Yeah, Ming's going to be there all three days. Well, he, he, it's one of those weird separation things. He's towards the bottom. That, okay. That's. Oh, the the comic book man again will be there without Walt. Of course, uh, David Fielding to go along with the Power Rangers. That's our uh, Zordon. Will be there. The floating head. The pre Cranston Zordon. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, and the list just really just. Uh, Grant Imahara from the MythBusters is going to be there. Oh, is he? Yeah, Grant's going to be there. Yeah, I'm hoping he has Jeff Peterson with him. Oh, that's friggin' cool. Uh, oh yeah, he is. Uh, WWE's Molina will be there. Yes, another Billy crush Bruce. of mine. Yes. Oh, God. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton's going to be there, but he's scheduled to appear at the Source Point press booth. It, it was, that um, was an interesting... That was one of the first big announcements. And when it, they said it, <clears throat> Billy Bob Thornton, I'm like, really? Okay, so what's the deal with hot, hot women doing voices for cartoons? It's awesome. <laughs> it's super awesome because E.G. Daly, the voice of Tommy Pickles... Yeah. Holy shit, dude. And uh, Sex Face from uh, 31. Okay. I like that one better. Yeah. Ichi Daly is amazing. Good God. I mean. Dottie from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh. She's so cute. Yep. She's so friggin' cute. Anyway. Uh, again. Oh, there's Ming. Why? He's, that's that's racist. They put him right next to Rikishi. What? Do they think all of them are, you know, like Chinese and, and Islanders are just the same person or? I ain't going what? near that with a 30 foot pole that's probably that's fair I'm and gonna, with my, my lawsuit with, letter with my size it's about that 30 feet right <laughs> uh, but uh, you know Rikishi Fatu is gonna be there yeah um, be ready to pay for his picture <laughs> yeah and then we also have Greg Sipes is gonna be there Beast Boy yes Beast Boy from uh, uh, Teen Titans Go 
Uh, my nephew freaking loves Teen Titans Go. Maybe, maybe get him to record a Lucy birthday watches, message. Yeah, Lucy birthday message for him or something. Uh, I'd love to get something for her. Uh, you know, for that one. You know, but yeah. uh, you know, the, like the list. It's going to be amazing. Three on days and on, and it's yeah. There's artists, upcoming artists, established. Well, that's the whole thing too. There's going to be the independent artists too. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Man vs. Rock Guys uh, said they might not be there this year. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Um, but more likely, our good friend Jason Beckwith will be there. Oh, good. Maybe George may be there. You may finally be able to meet George Wassel of well, Ohio. I hope so. Yeah. I truly, truly hope so. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, there's there's just so a amazing. growing list. You know, we still have a, a, a few more weeks before yeah. the show, the con actually hits. And uh, I, I can't wait. You know, and, he, um, he's going to be the highlight for me. Oh, God, yes. And um, I just ordered the slap bracelets. We I did the two for the Kickstarter, and okay. I was able to order a couple more. We're going to have six slap bracelets with thus to give away at the con. Fantastic. Maybe we can give one to Pee Wee. Oh, hell yeah. 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 Given. It's a given. Kato Kalen has one. Pee Wee deserves one more. <laughs> that's right. Kato does have one, and he was really excited to get it, too. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, so that's kind of our... our very long-winded wrap-up of our L.A. Comic-Con. Uh, Stan, sorry, st- I, need to, I need to say it right. Stan Lee's L.A. Comic-Con. Because if it was for him and Cassandra <sighs> Peterson, this would not be going on. I'm telling you, man. I think this is the first year she's not there. The the god of comics. Yeah. You know. Um, the modern-day Maharaja to steal from the really, WWE. That's, that, that's it. He's he's the god that walks among men where, where comic book fans are concerned. And, yeah. you know, I just I just told you the story off, off mic. I, I heard it uh, actually on, <laughs> shockingly enough, on Hollywood Babylon, <laughs> where they tell the story of uh, somebody stopped him and his driver just as he you know was leaving his house in, in Los Angeles and the hills and all that stuff. And uh, it was Leonardo DiCaprio talking about what a great, big fan he was and they they talk about it at uh i can't remember the convention but i'll, I'll have to find the sound clip maybe we can link it but uh you know they, he was saying that he approached him and was said i'm a huge fan you have to come over to my house and see you know stuff and so they did they went over to leo's place and i guess he has marvel prints all over cool. his house just a diehard marvel fan no shock there <clears throat> and um even said that you know if the opportunity presents itself that he would love to play uh, Stan the Man in, uh, you know, in, in a biop, you know, biopic of his life, which is an amazing story. It's, it's absolutely going to get made. Yeah. Um, it's absolutely But as made. vast as that story is, it may have to be a miniseries. It's possible. Yeah. Two-parter. There you yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Infinity Lee. Uh, I'm sorry. Infinity The Infinity Lee. <laughs> That's Stain. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. I don't know where I was going to go. Um, but I think my be- the the best part of that entire story was Stan's reaction to that was like, you know what, you're a talented kid, but I don't know if you got the looks, <laughs> you know. And that's just Stan for you, you know. Yeah, it he's, is. He's super engaging. I met him, you know. Uh, God, it's been almost eight years now at Comic Con. He just happened to open a door and walk out, and there he was. And and what a what a just a gracious guy to take a picture and and all that stuff. And so. You know, uh, I look forward to it every year, uh, and and this year is going to be the. It, it's I think if they continue with their trend, next year is going to be even more amazing. But this year, and we're going to be there. Oh, I can't wait! I just I, I can't, can't wait. wait to be involved in this. So, you know, listen for our coverage of uh, of Stanley's LA Comic Con coming throughout November. Yeah, coming through uh, November, and we'll probably probably gonna have to get into a two parter on that one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's so I guess a lot to cover, so. with that being said. Yeah, this has been Nick. And this has been Josh. I have dibs on the Pee Wee interview. Oh,
That's fine. I'm kidding. I'm going to get thrown out when I lick flaming frying flame in the mine. So. There you go. Anyways, thanks for listening, folks. See you next time in Nowhere, California.